but when I did that class, it kind of uh, made me realize how I actually enjoy teaching and how making yourself reflect on your own process is really important. Today's episode is brought to you by Wix.com. Push the limits of design and start creating beautiful, impactful websites that are uniquely yours with Wix. And we'll be talking more about Wix later on in this episode. Thanks for being here on the show, first of all. Yeah, thank you so much for inviting me to be on. This is uh, such a pleasure. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're all big fans uh, <laughs> at Dribble for sure. Um, and I mean, looking through your work, it's like, oh my God, I can't even imagine... Are you always working? Like, uh, I mean, in a way, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I wish I was, but I do like to take my time into other creative paths. Like this summer, I feel like I wasn't as productive in terms of personal work. Um, and it was just like client work, client work, client work. But then it's like any of my free time I was spent spending in the garden because I just like Ooh, nice. started yeah. redoing my garden this summer. And... And it should have, like, I, I, in a way, I was kind of hoping for it to trigger all these personal projects. Like, maybe I'll, like, make this, I don't know, like, a thing about gardening. Uh, a book about gardening could maybe come out of it. But really, just, like, a ton of tomatoes, flowers. That's all that came out of it. And that and I'm fine with that. That's good, too, though. Yeah, definitely. I, I'm finding more and more that um, your life doesn't need to be all about work and all about lettering and illustration and stuff like that. It's important to be, to kind of uh, try other things. Yeah. To, to that balance. Right. That's tough. Yeah, definitely. It sounds familiar too. Like sometimes when I have a hobby or something, well, how, okay. So, so that it doesn't feel like I'm quote unquote wasting time. Like maybe mm-hmm. this, how the heck could this feed into something work related? <laughs> so I completely, I completely get that. I mean, I should, I should say, I said work earlier, but really it's like looking at your portfolio or your dribble or your Instagram, whatever, it all has this fun aspect to it to me. I mean, like, I'm sure not all of it's fun. <laughs> Most of the stuff I post, it's, uh, I've, uh, <laughs> I don't post the misery projects. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and just like, I don't know, there's a sense of playfulness to it and yeah. color, the color is amazing. And how's that, how's that style evolve? Like, had you been doing that for a long time personally or, or uh, did it start right away with? Um, I mean, I definitely think some sort of humor and playfulness has always played a big part in my work. Um, mm. It's funny. I was actually, my mom just dropped off like a truckload of all my old art supply stuff like from college because she's cleaning out my room apparently (laughs) and (laughs) so I was looking through all my old sketchbooks and I didn't I guess I kind of just forgot like I would draw like little comics about like uh day-to-day stuff and I've never been a comic person at all I never really even read comics or thought Mm. that I drew them but um just anything that fun that anything that happened that was funny that day, I would kind of document it. I wow. did uh, illustrations of all of my floor mates in freshman year of school, and they're the most hilarious uh, portraits. And I can't. I lit like literally this morning. I found that picture, and I I took a picture, and I'm about to text everyone, being like, "Sorry guys, but this is what <laughs> I found." This is how I saw you. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they'll think it's great, and maybe. Maybe it was collaborative. I have no idea. But um, <laughs> but yeah, and even in high school, like anything that I could have make fun of or something, because I'm only I can only really do work if I'm excited about it. Yeah. And if yeah, I'm, yeah. I don't know, if I'm smiling while I'm doing it, that's a good way to to keep you encouraged to keep going. That's see, that comes through. I, I feel like it, it does look like you're you're passionate about what you're what you're creating, which is, Thanks. which is super, yeah, which is, which is awesome and super infectious. Um, another thing I'm just looking through your work and I'm like, <laughs> I don't even know where to start in terms of like, I want kind of want to know the story behind it, all of these, you know, and if we take one, I, I, I this, this one jumped out at me and, and a lot of, for, for color, 
big time. Uh, uh-huh. It's the the celebrate making poster. Oh uh, yeah. Um, for I guess it's for for we make is the was the client. Yeah. I just love it. I just wanted to know selfishly, like how how, <laughs> how did well, you come up? How did you come up with the colors? The colors, the colors for that were provided. I'm trying to find. If, oh no! All right, never mind. They're they're terrible. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's the uh, the we make with like we make making constantly making. Yeah, it's got so, like make by hand and keep yeah, making. And I didn't invent those colors. That's the we make like uh, their brand color. Oh and, okay. Oh jeez. Yeah. God, you picked the one that I didn't do. I'm just what, what am I doing? Uh, you know, the colors are okay, but like what I really yeah, like. Yeah, the colors weren't great. About it. Yeah. What I, really... <laughs> I made the colors work. That is part of it too, right? I mean, if someone just gave you, here's here's our brand colors, blue, mm-hmm. yellow, red. You know, I think making those work together is, that's difficult to do sometimes. It too, really you know? is. And I definitely think when I have a project and I'm given particular colors, it's like something I struggle with. I'm like immediately like frustrated by it. I'm just like, these will never work. And then I work at it, work at it. I'm like, okay, like these colors are okay. (laughs) I guess they didn't pick the worst colors. And then, (laughs) but it's just like, it's that extra step of like, how am I going to make this work? Yeah. Like this is a part of the puzzle that I need to figure out. And sometimes that can be fun if it, you know, a little, challenge a little struggle never hurt anybody yeah yeah and i i, well, I was wondering too if if that was a sometimes it's an advantage like having the constraints like okay here's here's the colors i don't have to think about that i've got to make it work but you know i don't need to worry about it i guess yeah it really depends on the illustration itself like if there's a ton of detail and uh, I want to use a lot of colors just to just to distinguish between certain details to another. If you're only working with three colors, that provides a pretty big uh, issue to deal with. Um, yeah, it's very constraining. Yeah, so there's that part. So if I'm working on something in the, I know it's going to be kind of simple like that. We make poster. I just was like, well, I'm not going to have a ton of dimension. It's going to be like mostly uh simple kind of lettering and illustrations working in this grid kind of format yes because um, i'm working on a uh, this mural right now not mural like not like on the side of a building like a thing that's gonna happen during a conference and that's actually next week and oh, awesome. was, yeah i'm excited about it and i've been doing a practice mural because it's not something i do very often so are you actually painting the mural to like you're yeah. not just designing you're right actually, exactly like wow, i'm gonna okay. be yeah. so wow. <laughs> but i i had this idea to do like i'm gonna do two color to keep it uh to keep it simple so i don't overdo it and i'm not all stressed out the day of and now it's six colors and don't worry i'll I, i'm i'll be <laughs> fine <laughs> i don't know how to it's really hard for me to rein it in sometimes Wow, six colors. That, that, so that's a lot of, I mean, it's a lot of time on a ladder or whatever, you know, yeah. painting. Right? Step stool. It's not a huge mural. Oh, okay. But... All right. Step stool. Still, still, but physical. I mean, is is a lot of your work by hand too? I, that, that's, that was another thing I wanted to ask you because yeah. it, it, it appears that way, like, but maybe isn't necessarily, right? If it's digital or. I mean, you know, defined by hand, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> like. Good point. It's all by hand, really. Yeah. Uh, but okay so honestly <laughs> uh i use a cintiq so i'm drawing by hand digitally right right um but it's funny i've been working on a cintiq for probably four years hmm. four years five years yeah and before that uh i was doing everything by hand maybe in a little bit more of the traditional sense on paper yeah that's what i meant i'm <laughs> and, sorry yeah no and uh <laughs> And scanning it in, and I had a, uh, I had this light pad, um, the Artograph light pad. It's the light table or light pad that I suggest to everybody because it's a really good light. It's not like fluorescent lights, like how you used to have. It's like really flat. And I was like, this is basically my Cintiq. I used to get all like <laughs> precious <laughs> about it. 
and <laughs> I'm like refusing to incorporate more technology. I'm like, I have my scanner. That's all I need. And Photoshop and uh, <laughs> Illustrator. And yes. For those that don't know, though, like a li- the light pad is, is something for analog work, right? With paper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's mostly for like, I, I do the sketch for fine sketch. And then I take that sketch put a fresh piece of drawing paper on top and that's when I ink it up. And then sometimes it's like I'm inking and working in layers. So it's, it's like analog layers. Yeah, it it really is because otherwise I'd have to, you know, do workarounds in Photoshop. And I felt like that was more of a pain in the butt than just like drawing it, scanning and lining it up. Uh, Yeah. And then you have the sketch on its own paper layer initially, right? That's Mm -hmm. not touched or interesting. But um, yeah, it's funny. My job folders back then always used to be like super thick, like books for almost every project (laughs) because it's like sketch, 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 put that away. Now it's like, it is kind of depressing because uh, my job folders now are basically non-existent. And I, I just do everything on the computer. I have a sketchbook and I do, I still do my initial sketches in the sketchbook, but right, even, like conceptual. Yeah. Thumbnails and everything all happens in my sketchbook. A lot of doodling and extra farting around stuff. And then the sketches I present to the client, I usually do on the Cintiq and I just kind of use a Photoshop brush that looks a little pencil-y just to kind of keep that feeling a little bit. And that, that in itself is a, I feel like is an art. It's so easy to go he- heavy handed with that and not oh, yeah. and make it not, you know, make it obvious that it's, that it's not so, but your yeah, your textures and it's just spot on. It's amazing. Um, Thanks. Yeah. It's super great. How did you get started? I think it'd be nice to hear about that because, you know, here you are and we'll get to like your teaching and your books and uh, Skillshare and, and all that shop you're doing in in terms of like your path like how did you how did you get to where you are um well let's see i i went to art school i went to tyler school of art um so that basically placed you know i was like set to do something with art i had no idea i was going to be into design or even illustration um like i was this close to becoming a painting major Mm, yeah because I, even in design classes, like I, it it was a struggle because it's, it's hard for, it was really hard for me then to take what my ideas were, put them in the computer design, like the whole design part was a struggle for me. And I wanted to do everything by hand. And I would come in with these sketchbooks and it's funny, like looking back at my sketchbooks just this morning, um, and looking at my design sketches, um, I just remember my teachers being like, you don't have to, you can work like this. You understand? Like, you don't have to, like, find a font that feels close to that because guess what? That doesn't exist on defonts.com anyway. <laughs> and right. and I was kind of like, oh, okay. I Because I have, like, all these illustrations, textures, and, you know, lettering at the time what I was doing a lot in college without I don't know, realizing it, I guess. So a lot of my projects in college ended up being really uh, hand drawn kind of projects. Um, and then right after school, I got a job at a design studio, um, a pretty small design studio in Lancaster, uh, which is like two hours uh, west of Philly, but okay. most people yeah. know it as Amish country. <laughs> right, right. Lancaster. Yeah. yeah. Uh, pretzels. Pretzels, really good pretzels. Um, horses everywhere. And I mean, I love Lancaster. It's a yeah, it must place. be beautiful. Right. Um, and I was working on a lot of stuff that brought me back to the, like the, the nightmare situation of having to design and production work that was not my strong suit. So uh, anytime we had a chance to do something like that design studio did a lot of work for nonprofits and um, fun organizations like that. But the problem is you only had such a small amount of time to to work on that fun stuff because the rest of it was like these really uh, brand standard client heavy type of projects entering SKU numbers and 
the samples and stuff like that in these catalogs. So I really wanted to uh, start doing stuff on my own in my free time. I was making posters and hand, like paintings and stuff and these chalkboards <laughs> that I called mini goals chalkboards and selling them on Etsy. Um, oh. And the mini goals chalkboards kind of started because – being from going from a college student, I guess, to someone with a full time job, being like, there's no time to do anything anymore in my life. Like, when do you even get a chance to go to the bank? And I had this system where it's like, if I just do two things a day that are productive, then I'll feel really satisfied. So that's what the mini goals chalkboards were. And at first, I started giving them out as gifts. And, you know, then I started selling them on Etsy and I posted them uh, or I was emailing a bunch of blogs about them because in 2008, that's what you did to promote yourself. Yeah, right. That's where. You, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it, it was featured on Design Sponge and Drawn, which. Uh, oh, yeah. I remember. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh my God. Such a good blog. It was so sad when it went down. Yeah. It was a great blog. But that, and I definitely remember drawn very fondly because that's the blog that connected me to an editor at Chronicle Books. Wow. So um, we turned the mini goals note, or sorry, mini goals chalkboards into a notepad. Uh, oh, wow. Yes. And that was really the one project where I'm like, okay, this is a real client. I can do freelancing, not a problem. <laughs> And I mean, I uh, basically made the switch right then and there, probably prematurely, but I'm a scrappy person. I don't mind, you know, doing it a little, uh, a little chaos. Uh, I like to invite a little chaos in my life. So <laughs> I love it. So this is the, the, the book you're talking about. It's, um, it's the Carpe Diem journal, right? Is that, well, that was, that came after. So oh, okay. the That's first one was the mini goals notepad. Like it meant to like kind of look like the chalkboards. Yeah. Um, not, I mean, I look, then I thought the lettering was really cute and fun. I look back and I'm a little like, Ugh, that it's like still available. So, you know, <laughs> buy it, but you know, don't. I'm sure. It's <laughs> no, I mean, uh, the Carpe Diem journal, that was one where I was a little bit more comfortable in my freelance career. Uh, a little bit like taking on actual clients and doing lettering as a job. Um, I think that came out in like 2010 or 11. Wow. Jeez. And since then you've have other, several other books. Yeah. Uh, right. Hand lettering ledger and mm -hmm. every day is epic. And then your latest one is, I guess is the illustration workshop. Is it? Yeah. An illustration workshop and every day is epic came out this year. Um, those were so fun to work on. It was, um, yeah, and it's really great to continue working with Chronicle, uh, doing the more instructional books, workbooks, and then working with Workman on um, more like calendar kind of stuff, motivational stuff. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, this is fantastic. This week's episode is brought to you by Wix.com. With Wix, the web is your playground. Start with a blank slate and design your website in any layout you want. Work with advanced features like retina-ready image galleries, custom font sets, and sophisticated design effects. Each feature is intuitive to use, so you're in control from design to live. With Wix, you'll have real creative freedom to tell your story online, exactly the way you've envisioned it. Push the limits of design and start creating beautiful, impactful websites that are uniquely yours. Go to Wix.com slash dribble to get started today. That's wix.com slash dribble. Wix, what will you create? So you're in Lancaster. Mm -hmm, yeah. Actually, that's where the, the mini goals uh, chalkboards. That's where they that's where they were born. Absolutely. In my little apartment, which I actually some every three years I Google Street View that apartment because I loved it so much. It was still one of my favorite apartments. And yeah, Lancaster is such a cute town. The best vintage shops. It was like it set the bar so high for any town that I, that I lived in that I go back to Lancaster for vintage shopping a lot. But so after, so switching to freelance 
wanting to like really make a go of it and change everything up completely, I moved to Portland, Oregon. Oh, wow. Okay. So you moved, yeah. So we moved across the country. Across country. I moved with my boyfriend and my cat, Peppy. Oh. Who, <laughs> who's, uh, there, who's there right now, right? He's right here sleeping on an Amazon box or something that has to get returned. But uh, she, she's been on it for days. I'm like, I'm never returning it. <laughs> she's telling you something. Yeah. She's like, stop buying stuff on Amazon that you know you're going to return. <laughs> uh, okay. So so Portland. Yeah. So you got to Portland. Now, was you were a freelance at the time? You know, was that yeah. was that a conscious effort because clients were there or maybe just um, more friends or networking or? Yeah. More. I mean, yeah. It was completely like. I think the month before any of this happened, uh, my boyfriend, Fred, was in Portland visiting his sister who lived in San Diego, something like that. I don't remember. Mm. But anyway, he's like, uh, Portland's really great. Yeah. If you're thinking about like switching, you know, careers, kind of, uh, maybe we should just move here. And I'm like, okay. I had never been there. I mean, Portland's so so great that it, you don't have. Yeah, you know, it I mean, really it's is. really easy to use in. I mean, the people were so incredibly welcoming. I knew, I kind of knew a bunch of people from Flickr early. Oh <laughs> yes, like, excellent. Early social media thing. Um, Flickr. That was those <laughs> were great days. Honestly. Honestly, yeah. Although I, I've hidden a lot of my photos. That's the only. The only website that I've like hidden any photos, everything else is, but there's some weird ones from college from, days. From the I'm early, like, yeah. yeah. I don't want to, no one needs to see that. See, now, now I'm, now I'm paranoid. I think I should pro- I've forgotten about my Flickr account, which was super <laughs> I, active back oh, then. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's what happened when I was like, Ooh, maybe I should hide some of these. Oh, oh gosh. Especially before this. <laughs> don't this worry about it. <laughs> Okay. Uh, well, I won't. Guys, don't uh, go to our flickers, please. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't. Yeah, don't. The flicker. It's sad when they close down. Yeah. No, oh no. gosh, you guys here. <laughs> um. So so okay. So you, yeah. So you moved to Portland, but I, I mean, was it difficult to? I mean, this is a dumb question, maybe, but difficult to make the leap, you know, from from full time to freelance. That's um, a thing that yeah. you know a lot of people always struggle with, or scared of or you know um. i think uh it it was definitely different i wanted different so badly so i think it's hard for me to think that um that it was like a problem i mean it was slow going at first a lot of our time was spent like in the park which if you know portland or spent like the parks are always full of people on nice days so we were like kind of lounging it up, (laughs) biking around constantly. So it was sort of like taking time off while like scrapping it up, uh, just selling on Etsy as much as possible. Cause that was really the only way I was making rent and, um, really kind of small client projects. Um, like I was doing a lot of logos for blogs (laughs) actually. Um, and, uh, I, knew some people who had worked at for uh portland mercury the city paper there Mm. so i had done some illustrations for the portland mercury and willamette weekly um and then slowly kind of being a part of group shows and joining a studio with a bunch of other people and uh that was a really great and there's so many events and so many like creative outlets for Uh, joining people together. So it was really easy for me to meet people and kind of network that way in a non-networky way uh, to get more clients and just like also just uh, gaining confidence to make work and post work and then obviously getting a lot more client work through your website and online and everything. Being a part of group shows and joining a studio with a bunch of other people and uh, that was a really great, and there's so many events and so many like creative outlets for uh, joining people together. So it was really easy for me to meet people and kind of network that way in a non-networky way uh, to get more clients and just like 
also just uh, gaining confidence to make work and post work and then obviously getting a lot more client work through your website and online and everything. And I try to get Fred to get into it because I actually really like a lot of sketch comedy, like Kids in the Hall will always be my favorite. So from Portland, because um, one thing I want to touch on for sure is is like your your teaching and mm-hmm. you know your sharing process and you're actually putting on workshops and even some of your books are you know very instructional explanatory yeah you're kind of you're it's almost like you're kind of pulling back the curtain a little bit and saying here here's here's how i here's how yeah. here's how you can you can be like me or, or whatever yeah, here's how here's how i do it yeah yeah That's... here's how i do it yeah which is amazing i think and was that something that came later or you're, you're kind of always I the share, you know, the process. I've never, it, I mean, honestly, if Skillshare hadn't approached me to do a class, I probably wouldn't have done it. Um, huh. Yeah. So they came to you and said, let's do, yeah, let's they, do a class. Yeah. And I was like, no, absolutely not. And it was probably like a year and a half until I actually went through with it. <laughs> and um, the first class I did was just the first step of hand lettering. And it was just taking your idea to a sketch, not even getting into color or anything. Although students did post project that had color and I'm like, I wish we saw more sketches and more (laughs) (laughs) like I always say, like, uh, I mean, I'm really terrible at analogies and the ones I come up with, I always talk myself out of it because they're too basic, but I'm always like, it's like math homework. (laughs) Like you have to show your work. Like, how did you get here? Right. Uh, and that's what that class is all about. It's basically just like taking a sketch and just really carving away at it. Uh, see, this is when I already lose my math analogy because I'm not interested in math homework at all. <laughs> but yeah, so it was just about sketching. So anyway, when they reached out to me, I think there was already a couple like lettering uh, Skillshare classes on there. And I was like, well, I mean, they basically covered it. It's not that different how we work. And they're like, well, it's really just important to get a wide uh, variety of opinions and how uh, many different people do it. And I'm like, okay, all right. I'll get back to you in a year probably. (laughs) But when I did that class, it kind of uh, made me realize how I actually enjoy teaching and how making yourself reflect on your own process is really important. So when I was kind of creating the outline for the class, I would be like, doing something. And anytime I was like, Oh, I wonder if people don't realize this one little, uh, detail to like create, I don't know, like a drop shade or something like that, that kind of mm-hmm. any kind of little tips and tricks that you can kind of, sh- uh, spell out a little bit more clearly for students is really helpful. So it was really nice to just like, kind of take a step back and look at my work with, from like a bird's eye view, basically. Yeah. Oh yeah, I bet. Oh, totally. It's funny because there's there seems to be a theme with a lot of the people we've interviewed this this year have that as well, and that mm-hmm. that need that desire to teach or, and a lot of times it comes from 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 what you just said. I think me only yeah. get a bird's eye view of of your work, and it kind of gives you a different perspective of how you work. And I always think it's wonderful because it's letting people in on. Taking away some of the magic. Yeah, yeah. Pulling the shade, pulling the curtain or whatever that's. Exactly, right? It's a Wizard of Oz reference. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, so I think it's it's just so valuable. And it, do you think it's helped your your client work as well? Like, and do you find there's a balance there of like personal work slash teaching and then, and then client work as well? Uh, I think, I mean, I'd say with teaching just that, it's like I've laid out my own set of rules to follow each project I approach. So if I feel like I start straying from my own process, then I'm like, oh, better go back and, you know, check, do a revision or something like that. Um, so it's helpful to, you know, know that you have this, these set of steps that you have to follow, I guess. Um, and the fun, the personal projects are usually ones where I don't follow it basically at all. And I just kind of like... I start with something where it's like, I want to draw birds and I'm going to do a drawing about birds. And then I start drawing and it's something pops up and uh, it's like, it, I don't do, there's no brainstorming. There's no like really uh crazy amount of sketches. Um, right. 
So it's like, I, I like having the personal work to like loosen up a little bit and not be so precise and like have to follow because it can feel uh, restricting if you feel like you're just only following this one process each project. It's like, uh, I want to let loose a little bit. <laughs> mm, yeah. Now you mentioned birds, actually. I'm looking at it. Uh, your Instagram has has a for the birds illustration. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, mm-hmm. and which is awesome. And and you actually talked quite a bit about process in there, right? Yeah, what you used and brushes you've used and yeah, and music and and that kind of. Thing. <laughs> yes, I, yeah, I'm kind of, I almost forgot about that. Yeah, it was. Um, I was almost kind of not going to share that drawing because sometimes I do a lot of like drawings for fun that. I mean, if they're good enough, I'll share it. But if they're kind of crappy, I won't. But I was um, alone in my studio. My studio mate was uh, away on vacation. So I was blasting classical piano. Nice. (laughs) Yeah. Living it up. And I was clicking around and I, I don't know. I don't know how many people are aware of ASMR. Oh, yeah. Right, right. But I was getting like. I was like really into the piano and the click clacky and tapping and stuff. And, um, I was like, Oh, I'm going to quick videotape. Cause sometimes I'll straight up make my own ASMR videos. If I feel like people aren't making good enough ones and <laughs> listen to them when I'm trying to relax. <laughs> um, so I was like, Oh, maybe people would like this. So I pop them on my Instagram story. And then I know anytime, I mean, and I think this is great. I love people's curiosity. Um, but I know as soon as I post something that it, maybe it doesn't look like an iPad. People are like, what is this thing you're drawing on? What is this app? Oh, right. Cause you were, you were, you were sharing video of, to get of started US. today. Yes. That's drawing all my Cintiq. So they see this thing that's like, that's not an Wix, Apple pencil. What will you create? Is that the new iPad? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, um, so I was just bombarded with a ton of questions like, what is this? What's this app? What are you drawing on? What is it? And I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to post, uh, a more detailed description of what, why I was actually up to, because then a bunch of people were asking me, what are you listening to? And I'm like, okay. Yeah. So I think it's, um, it's no, great. And it's, it's really great when, cause you know, people are curious and it's great that people can reach out and ask about it, but not a lot of people do. I'm a person that, uh, it's kind of hard for me to reach out to people and ask questions. Um, Cause you know, you feel really vulnerable and it's like, Oh, what if they're think I'm dumb? Cause I don't know this one particular thing. Right. So if you have knowledge, then you should share it. Yeah. Amen. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Totally. I wish everybody shared that, you know, I know <laughs> like guys, what are you, uh, what are you getting paid for all your projects guys? Just share. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. I right. mean, no, it'll forever remaining mystery. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get it out all, all on the table. Yeah, right? guys. <laughs> uh, right? Yeah, because well, again, like the, there are some folks that wouldn't want to, just wouldn't want to expose what they're what mm-hmm. they're using. Um, yeah. Whether it be the Cintiq or you know the brush. You oh yeah. Talk about the brushes you're using, and that's like, mm-hmm. for, I don't know. For for someone learning, it's like that's gold. It's like oh, because that's you know, I want to I want to achieve that that kind of mood as well. Totally. Mm-hmm. And thank you so much for pointing me to it, you know? Yeah. You're welcome. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I, and it's funny. It's like one of those things where it's like, I didn't know Kyle Webster brushes were a mystery. I mean, who doesn't know Kyle brushes, but uh, some people don't and you know, they got to know. Cause those are the only brushes I really use aside from true grit supply. So what the, Oh, that sounds right. Yeah. yeah that sounds from creative market. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Creative Market's great. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm always hitting up Creative Market for, like, different textures and brushes, too. Yes, likewise. Uh, but I think you're right. I mean, also, I think people... I, I have to remind myself this, too, is that there's so many people that are that are just getting started and mm-hmm. that might be following you. And they might not have... They might not have known about Kyle Brushes yet or, you know, whatever it is that you're... Yeah. But, so you take for granted or, or you know, that you think it's obvious or whatever so I, I think it's awesome um and it's just cool to see and so so you skillshare approached you and then mm-hmm. you ended up doing some classes with them yeah how, how was that experience and has that affected your other work at all um i guess like in terms of like getting new work or just my process? yeah yeah exactly yeah maybe like do you feel like you've landed clients because of your 
teaching or your books or I don't know. Maybe. It's kind of hard to say cuz like I do think um the images from my Skillshare class, like whether it's mine or my students projects were like passed around on Pinterest like a ton. So maybe through just like social, you know, media sharing possibly. No one ever really tells me like I found your work here and unless it's like through someone in particular. But I wouldn't say uh, in terms of exposure. I mean, even though um, like I have a lot of students signed up, but like students aren't always the ones, you know, hiring. <laughs> but I did get a, I did get a project from someone who follows me on Instagram and the person reached out to me like, Oh, my daughter follows you on Instagram and told me to hire you for this project. And I'm like, <laughs> that's hilarious because I'm thinking she's probably like 16 years old and I'm like wow nice project manager wow. starting young that's that's amazing like yeah. uh yeah see now I maybe I should re- rejuvenate that snapchat account so, <laughs> oh my god I, I never figured out, out snapchat <laughs> but I am always surprised you know like if you go on your instagram statistics and it's like what age ranges are following you Oh, you can find that out. Interesting. Yeah. So, so my demographic, I mean, it's like 75% women, which I'm not mad at, but like, all right, dudes, dudes don't like playful lettering, I guess. This dude does. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Telling you. Yeah, I mean, like big time, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that's interesting. I mean, you never know. Like, I mean, those pa- people's parents. Yeah, I know. Could be potential clients or they'll grow up to be potential Ooh, clients. Who knew? Right? It was for this like really fun farmer's market. It was like a fun small project, but like, yeah, <laughs> pretty funny. That's great. So, so you're in, you're in currently, you're not in Portland anymore. You're in Philadelphia. Yeah. Is that, is that where you grew up? Uh, near where I grew up. Yeah. I grew up. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like 45 minutes outside of Philly. Okay. Right. Pennsylvania though. Yep. Um, yeah. And before after Portland, I lived in Brooklyn for a couple of years. Oh, right. Until um, I decided to move back to Philly, mainly because I'm obs- okay. Two things. First, I knew I wanted to come back to Philly. It was going to be part of my like three year plan, but like I'm three year plan. I'm so terrible at goals and planning, and like I'm very much more like I have an idea. I want to get to it right away. Whether it's a yeah, personal mini, project, mini goals. exactly. Mini goals. Two things today. Living, you're living the brand. It's, it's, yeah. Makes sense. Um. So I have that nature, but I'm also obsessed with Zillow, and <laughs> some of those two things may not. If you understand what I'm getting at, is I bought a house very quickly. I do. I, I totally get it. I yeah. found a house that I absolutely loved. Um, in a neighborhood I love, and uh, been here ever since. <laughs> this was three years ago. That's awesome. You have a a studio there. Okay, fine. Yep. Great name. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay. So let me just quick tell the story (laughs) because it's really funny. Um, So we had been in our studio space, which is right around the corner from me on Girard, which is like kind of a main street here in Fishtown. Uh, So it's like a retail-ish kind of spot. So we moved in and we're like, getting all these ideas of workshops and events and stuff like that. And, uh, it's been slow going. It's really hard to do that kind of thing and have, uh, freelance careers at the same time. But anyway, me and my studio mate, Melissa McFeeders, I went to school with her. Um, and you know, we've been friends. She's a really talented illustrator and we were trying to come up with a name and we couldn't get anything done. It was like four months of like thinking what the name will be. We were like completely stuck on moving forward with anything in the studio at all until we had a perfect name. So we're like, I'm like, okay, let's just write down a bunch of words on little scraps of paper and anything that sounds studio E related. And we're like, okay. So we write down like, I literally, I, I wrote down a hundred words. Melissa wrote down a hundred words. And then we had this stack of words. We're like, okay, uh, this is useless. So we both like card games. So like, I'm like, let's just turn this into a card game. So we like have all these cards, uh, these little scraps of paper. And I'm like, okay, you pick a card from mine. I'll pick one from yours. And we both 
put down a matching one. It wow. was, I mean, no way. Just, this is how it happened. This is how it happened. And we were coming up with things like, uh, I don't know, like gather and grid. And like, we didn't want one of those ampersand kind of names. Cause first of all, I mean, not that it's played out, but I mean, uh, uh, I don't know. Oh, I know what you mean. Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, Did you say it, ga- you know, gather and grit? That's, yeah, gather. That's and perfect. Grit. That's like I uh, mean, someone use it if you want. Yeah, that's a perfect brand name for like yeah, like a tattoo parlor slash um, florist. Shop, which <laughs> oh, oh my god, I would. I don't have any tattoos, but I probably would get a tattoo at a florist shop. How beautiful! I might. Um, I might too. <laughs> so Melissa picked fine from mine. And then she she wrote down okay, and she put down let's just call it this like okay fine. And I we were like laughing hysterically. I'm like it's so perfect. Like let's call it a day. We're done. <laughs> so that's how we came up with the name because naming is extremely hard. It is. It is. There's like websites devoted to coming up with like names like randomly. Absolutely. <laughs> and then you, actually, then you have to think about the. The domain name, for instance, or the handle, oh, yeah. social media, or um, yeah. So our our domain is okfine.studio because okfine.com was taken, right? And of course. Okfine, I think even the Instagram was taken by someone who doesn't even post anything. So it's yeah. No, that's that happens, and then they, they can't do anything about it. Apparently. Yeah, but that's all right because you because it's okay fine. <laughs> <laughs> I just I love the yeah it'd be a fly on the wall for that one yeah but, oh, okay fine we'll just call okay, it okay fine great it's perfect and yeah. and now it's a co working space yeah. and studio kind of a mixture you can kind of do all sorts of creative stuff in there right? yeah I mean for the most part it's mostly our workspace um and we wanted to do an event every month but I gotta say it's just it's so hard to put together those things. I need like, after we do an event, uh, I need like at least a month of downtime before I can even think of another thing to do. Oh yeah, totally. Totally relate to that. A lot of energy, but, but that's, but that's great that you have, you're able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, sometimes we, uh, like we hosted ladies wine and design recently, and that was great because you don't really have to do anything. You just invite ladies and there's wine involved and then everyone sits around and chats. And it was a really great uh, chat with a bunch Sounds of great. local designers. Yeah, it's a project put on, uh, started by Jessica Walsh and now it's like in a bunch of cities. Okay, right. Yeah. I think the Philly chapter has been going on for two years. I think wow. two years. See, I love wine and design. I know. So, and ladies. So, get together. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to go, but uh, no, I, that sounds awesome, though. It does. Uh, yeah, it's really fun. And so, you've hosted that there. And, mm-hmm. um, and, and there's, you mentioned retail, too. Are you creating physical goods uh, that you're selling there? Yes, and no. Yes, that we, okay, our latest show was a, pop-up letter show melissa had all of these old channel letters i mean i say old but honestly a lot of them are from like dunkin donuts (laughs) because her her boyfriend used to work at a sign shop so anytime they would dismantle a sign he would hold on because it was just scrap metal to them yeah right right so and they were selling them years ago and it it just ended up in storage because it takes up a ton of room so we're like, let's just put them on a wall and sell them for like really cheap. And then, of course, us wanting to just complicate everything's even more. We're like, well, let's just quick design letters and we'll do some prints too. <laughs> so it was like in a week, we hung the show, designed, I designed half the alphabet, Melissa designed the other, and we made prints. And it was a really fun show. So like we had an opening and then we were open for a couple weekends but mostly it's like closed for business but the show was really fun and we ended up selling a lot of the letters and they're still up so if anyone wants to swing by whoa and the door's not locked and i'm not like <laughs> giving you the evil eye not to disturb me when i work i have to make a trip yeah these are great because i'm looking at some of the letters you posted here and oh yeah super super great yeah we uh, have a we're trying to we're gonna um post some 
like words that you can like some good words that you can spell out um yeah by buying multiple yeah and like at a major discount because now it's getting to a point where it's like we might want to switch up what's on the wall and uh but yeah we're getting ready to put all the prints on sale online too but just the prints unfortunately because the letters are just such a pain to ship so you have to come in person if you want the real thing some of them are are, are big they're pretty big yeah big and with neon and the neon can be fragile you're you're in philly and you've got the co-working space what what comes what what's next for you uh, in terms of more books and teaching or well um so in teaching i'm not teaching this semester i usually teach senior illustration um every spring but i decided not to this year because it it gets spring can be a really busy time for me so it's a lot of time spent on client work and then you spend so much time with your students and thinking about your students and <laughs> um, yeah, I can so, imagine. I, yeah, it's, it's hard to balance like teaching a Skillshare class. You can kind of put it out there and like dust your hands, you know, you're kind of done. So um, apart from like gliding into the comments and being like, this looks great, work on this, blah, blah, blah. Um, but teaching students at a college level, it's a lot more to do and I'm gonna miss it for sure I'm already thinking of like assignments I would want to give and and I'm like oh I'm not doing it but I'm gonna spend my Mondays doing something else because it's a six-hour class it's pretty long or not six hours I'm lying uh, I think it's five hours wait 12 to 5 <laughs> whatever that yeah is. still that's that's long it's a long that's it is really long that's and, the then day. It's, and it's on Monday so it's like all Sunday I'm spent preparing and then mm-hmm. uh, all week you're spent emailing so it's it's hard but um, so I won't be teaching, but I am going to try and think of something else I can fill that time because I obviously can make the time uh, just for that day. But if I'm not you know, constantly worrying about it, it might free up some other time to do something else. But I'm, I've kind of made a conscious effort to switch gears a little bit. Like it's kind of funny because I started posting on Dribble again, which I guess I, I kind of dropped off for a couple of years. I blame the election. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> right. 2015, yeah. 2016 were rough. I'll, I'll, yeah, I, it's true. <laughs> it's still rough. You have posted some stuff recently, yes. though. So I, I decided to post new stuff, and I, I kind of gave my website a refresh, which I hadn't done in probably like five years, just a few months ago. So I'm, yeah, maybe putting myself out there a little bit more. <laughs> that sounds so weird, but it, it's, it's like when you go. When you don't post stuff that often, it feels like you're making such like you're making a statement, like I'm not taking on new work or something. Right, um, right. So as soon as it's funny, it's like as soon as I post that, first of all, I get an email from you, which is really great, <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, it works. <laughs> um, and I get an email about this mural project, and I'm like, I said yes to that, which I think maybe last year I probably would have said no. You know, just switching gear, switching mindsets a little bit, and trying that out because uh, something I. It's like, I I don't want to be steadfast on anything. I don't, I like, if you want to switch gears on something, you have to switch it up and, you know, you'll try anything once. And if it works great. And if it doesn't, you know, roll on. Like one of my, uh, my main phrases of my motivational phrases. And I have like a bunch, I guess, (laughs) but I I try not to take (laughs) them too seriously because lettering artists could seriously become self-help gurus really quickly (laughs) because we're so, we have... (laughs) So we know all the quotes. Yeah, oh, that's true. Right, right. It's, it's so funny. So you, it's a slippery slope. But <laughs> the one that I like to talk about, especially in like speaking gigs and stuff, is roll with it and gain momentum. And it's just like, um, just, you know, taking it easy, not overly planning, not under planning. And then if it goes well, then you're on the right path. And mm. So that's kind of what I've been working on the past few months, just kind of changing up. So I'm excited about what's to come. I'm trying to think of, I'm, I'm trying to um, bring up some old projects, which is so difficult to do, but I really feel like <laughs> there's possibilities there. Um, I did a hundred day project a few years ago called people and pets. And <laughs> it's like these little stories, almost comic, like, like, just like little comics I did every day. 
uh, about a person and their pet. And (laughs) I loved working on that project so much because it was a great way to incorporate more illustration. And that's another one of those things where it's like, I felt like I was getting a little sick of doing lettering, lettering, lettering all the time. And I really miss doing illustration because that's kind of where my lettering kind of was born from, uh, was born from illustration. So, so that project was really a way for me to draw characters and draw little scenarios more. So I'm trying to turn that into a book and it's something I've talked with publishers before and they're like, yeah, let me know when it's a book. And I'm like, why isn't it already a book? <laughs> like, uh, what do you mean? <laughs> it's like all the arts right here, guys. Just yeah, put page numbers on it. But yeah, <laughs> so I'm like rehashing it a little bit. So it's really fun. So and if it doesn't work, maybe I'll self-publish. I don't know. Who knows? This is. I want to see this. And ha- I want to see this in the world. Yeah, I mean that would be really fun. I think they're, I think they're pretty funny. And it's like I really didn't give myself very much time on each of them. So the spontaneity of the uh, stories is also kind of makes it a little bit more funny. Just like, just ridiculous. Like there's this one that I remember being completely stumped on an idea and I really wanted to hold myself and it was during the summer. So it was really hard, but I really wanted to hold myself to doing one every single day. But there's this one where it's this ghost boy and a ghost moose (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, no. oh my god what is the story it says like uh so and so and so so really did it this time and you don't know what that implies it implies that someone oh, no. yeah and they're dead because of it and they're, de- and they're both like, dead i got real uh grim there could be a whole movie behind that picture right yeah i mean pixar come at me <laughs> <laughs> exactly well i'm looking at a few of them that you've that you have on your site and mm-hmm. they're awesome. I mean, they're hilarious. Like, uh, may and Mel wait for the mail. Oh yeah. That one. I like that just, one too. They're just, they're just looking out from the mm-hmm. bottom of a door. I, there's so much. <laughs> these are great. Yeah. They're, they're kind of ridiculous. Wow. Well, this needs to be a book. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to work on it. I'm going to work on it. Uh, I mean, this is great. <laughs> uh, any publishers out there, check it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it could be really fun. 100 Days of People and Pets. <laughs> it's awesome. I got to thank you for being on because uh, it was really, it's, it's just awesome hearing, hearing, you know, peeling back the curtain, as I said yeah. again, uh, to, to hear about your work because it's, it's so great and it's so fun. And yeah, I just, I can't wait to see what's, what's next for you. Yeah. Thank you so much. It was so fun chatting with you. Awesome. Thanks, Mikey. Yeah. This has been Overtime, Dribble's official podcast. I'm Dan Cedarholm, and thanks for listening to this week's episode. Please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks again. Thanks again.